welcome to the North Witch Podcast with your hosts, Azario Flame and Sandra Von Holland. In this podcast, we explore all the things that can help us to be better and improve our lives in body, mind, and spirit. Looking at everything from witchcraft, sorcery, woo-woo, spirituality, biohacking, the mundane, and everything in between. We occasionally have on guests from various backgrounds, practices, and philosophies. We welcome everyone from all walks of life, from the left-hand path to the right-hand path, from the medical to the holistic, from the woo-woo to the scientific and everything in between. We have conversations and discussions about our experiences over the years, what works for us, what hasn't worked, and explore new theories and science, trying them out, seeing what works, and debunking what doesn't. Thank you for joining us on this wicked adventure along the crooked path as we adventure into the mysterious and wonderful world and welcome what truly works for us to become better witches, sorcerers, magicians, and our best selves so that we can live our best lives. May these conversations help you to ignite the light within. The views expressed by our guests on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of us here at Northwich Magic Co. All of the information shared on this podcast is anecdotal and shared for entertainment purposes only and does not constitute medical or financial advice. Always consult a doctor, physician, or professional in their field before trying any of the things that may be discussed on this channel. Magic and holistic healing should work alongside allopathic care when necessary. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Northwich Podcast. On today's show, we have Wendy Mata, who is a Bruja Kirandera by lineage and is an initiated Mayan shaman. And she is on the show today to share some wonderful insights into her traditions and sorcery. And we're going to talk a little bit about business and money magic, which sounds absolutely fantastic. So how's it going today, Wendy? Oh, it's all good. Thank you for having me and for giving me the opportunity to share some of the wisdom from uh, Mexico to the world. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> We're so excited to have you on. So much to learn from you. Absolutely. So just to get kind of started for our people that are, you know, new to the show or maybe new to the occult or esoteric sciences, um, can you explain a little bit about what brujeria is? Absolutely. So uh, brujería will be the translation of witchcraft in Spanish, but it has a tad of Latin American practices connected to Catholicism. And this is because it is a practice of magic that was created to fight oppression uh, back in the times of colonization uh, or people wanted to continue to have their magical practices, but they had to tweak them a little bit in order to survive. So it's a little similar to Huru, uh, where they also had to take some Catholic sayings and some Christianity on it um, in order to uh, keep the traditions going. I am a secular witch. I'm a secular witch, uh, bruja. I don't necessarily work a lot with saints. I was raised in a way that we can simply tap to the frequencies of spirit and the elementals and deities and anything else that we want to work with and we're invited to without the need of um, an intermediary to tap into that magic. But that is one of the differences. Um, I think another very crucial um, difference between brujería and other practices is that it's very open. And that is because uh, we are mestizos and mestizo uh, means that we are blended. So we are not just natives from Mexico, but we also carry Spanish blood and French blood and African blood and all of them. And our traditions have borrowed from all those practices in order to become what they are today. Um, and Mexicans, I think in general, we're very inviting to our people. We love to party, we love community, we love connection, right? That's one of the things that drives us. So we're very open to our practices. There are certain aspects of our practices, like certain ceremonies that are closed, but a lot of other of the aspects of our practices are open and open to the world. Fantastic. That was a great intro. Love it. So, so now you've recently been doing a little bit of traveling, you told us, and you were wanting to talk about uh, some of the things that you have found on your travels that had to do with some business magic. So how did you want to get started there? Uh, thank you. Well, um, before I became a witch full time uh, two years ago, I was in the corporate world for 20 years. I was a senior director of operations in cybersecurity companies, as well as companies of technology development. 
And one of the things that I always was curious about was how the rest of the world use magic and how the rest of the world use the practices that sometimes are occult and no one else sees. But for us that are initiated in certain traditions or simply it's just our way of living, we kind of catch the glimpses of magic. And one of the gifts and opportunities that my career gave me was to spend a lot of time in China, in Taiwan, Singapore, India, a lot of places, and to get to observe how those cultures use their magic for their growth. Um, I also spent some time in Malaysia studying feng shui, but I studied a very particular uh, type of feng shui, which was defensive magic feng shui. And this is because the teacher that I had, she used to live in Hong Kong. She used to uh, create spells of feng shui and magic for the banks in Hong Kong because they, they had like these fights between each other. Uh, trying to be the bigger or the one that had the better team members and so on. So I did it more for observational purposes. I love defensive magic, although I prefer the other style of racing frequency and attracting things through the life. But I think we all should have a little bit of all of it and understand a little bit of it. And uh, in my trips, I remember uh, just spending hours and hours when I was visiting the facilities for work and in Asia, I remember observing all the symbologies that were used in buildings. And I remember uh, like connecting to founders and CEOs and executives from businesses and then sharing with me uh, that they had a psychic or that they had somebody that came and did cleansing on their companies or that they came from a long lineage of also witches, shamans and sorcerers, but they just weren't open to share that. And it was really interesting to observe how magic was used to generate abundance, to generate successful companies or to apply projects that maybe they weren't flowing very well, but they were using their magic in order to make them flow what we call abre caminos or obstacle removals in um, in the Latin American tradition. But it was very interesting. Um, one of the things that I remember very clearly, um, I was in, was this in Taiwan or China? I think so, I was in China. And I remember seeing at the top of the buildings, there were this big, um, how do you say it in English? Uh, canyons, cannons, you know, like the war old yep. cannons. Yep. Uh, they have them on the top of the buildings because they believe that in this concept of poison arrows, which is basically kind of like sending the bad juju and the bad energy into something or someone. And I remember the buildings having these cannons pointing into their competitors, kind of sending that energy or negative energy to kind of like bring them down. So yeah. if you haven't yet and you have the opportunity to like travel to Asia, observe that observe how buildings and companies have that on the top and you're going to be like oh they're doing magic that's the way that they're doing it and some of them i ask and they kind of laugh and they knew what i was talking about and some of them they were like oh oh i don't know i don't know <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but when you study it and when you really understand energy and you understand intention and you understand hacking the system with or connection with the spirit you really get to understand what they're doing in order to survive or try or be the number one. How intimidating being the co the competitor with that cannon <laughs> pointing at you. Yes, yeah, you have to do some is, big defensive magic against that. It's almost like funny how it goes back and forward because it's very ingrained in the culture. So you will see then that they will put a cannon back or they will put some mirrors or they will create changes ah. in the structures of their buildings just to go back and forward into that energy. The interesting thing of it is that I believe that collaboration will take you further than war. At least that's my personal opinion, right? And I've also seen how some companies, buildings, corporations, uh, that have attained that level of enlightenment and that have attained that level of collaboration, they also get to grow faster because they get out of that energy of manipulating through negativity and more tapping into collaboration. At, at least that's my view, right? Everybody's different, but like, at least that's what I think. And you can accomplish more instead of fighting your neighbor. What about if you connect to your neighbor and then you find what they're good at and you find what you're good at and then you grow together. Absolutely. Play in the same sandbox, we get much further.
right? <laughs> well, and then one other thing that a lot of people don't realize too is that, you know, if you're employing maybe say some offensive spirits or things like that, that are going to be sending that to your competitors and those are always hanging around you, you know, you cut that, that does affect your vibration. You kind of become that that you associate with. So if you're constantly, you know, waging this war, it eventually becomes you. Yes. And it depletes you and it makes you sick and it starts draining the shit out of you. And when it's done with you, it's going to go with your business and all the people around you. So it is absolutely through what you're saying. And also when we're playing with these negative energies and these negative spirits or depleting, I don't even want to use the polarity of positive and negative. But when we're using that, as you guys know, then you're opening vortexes that are also going to let lots of crap in then then you may not even be aware of it and then you're going to have to do a lot of banishing work in order to neutralize the energy absolutely and so what other interesting things did you kind of notice when you were on your travels because i i've been to thailand and some of the things that they were doing there just kind of blew my mind like being able to walk down the street and there you know everybody's selling amulets and talismans and it's so foreign to what we see here and you know the big thing too is like you say all these big corporate places are in using all of this magic which here you know you, we don't really see that here in north america near as much so it, it's I, I always find it interesting to hear the things that people observe in these travels uh, thank you. So I think that one of the one of the things that I absorb in my troubles a lot and that is worth mentioning is the use of altars. Depending on the country that you're visiting and the places that you're visiting, you're going to see that altars are very common, which I find it almost weird that we don't do that in in this continent because you can find altars everywhere else in the world or in a lot of places in the world, regardless of their tradition, regardless of their belief system, they either have a an ancestral altar or whatever deity they were with, they have a lot of altars in a lot of places. And one of the things that it's very common to is that the members or workers of that company, they also participate in the altar making. They also participate in the forces that they are creating with those altars. That's one thing. And then another one that I found really fascinating was how a lot of the millionaire, billionaire people that I got to meet in my travels that I were like sitting next to me when I was in business class or first class is that a lot of them work with the power of the mind. A lot of them work with visualization, constant visualization, constant meditation, constant creation of different timelines for them, for their families, for the companies, corporations that they uh, that they lead. And I, I think that's one of the common threats that I found with the ones that had a really good life. And I'm not talking just about the life that is the abundance money, but like the love and the joy and all the other things that as beings in this planet, we are, we can attain, right? And and I I love how they were happy. The ones that were, that had this better level of energy and frequency and happiness were the ones that were constantly working on their mindsets. And I think that mindset energy is one of the, or mindset magic is one of the ones that we forget the most. Sometimes we get all ritualistic and we're like chanting and attracting so many things, right? But in reality, if we're working with our mind, with our crown chakra, with our programmings over here, we can change the future. We can change the reality. We can hack the system in a way that is absolute and fascinating and quick. So those conversations were very interesting. Uh, also, another thing that I found was the, the thinking system was never a failure. And even if these people fail, they will bounce out right away because they never believed the lie that they weren't worth having the money or having the joy or having the abundance or having whatever possibilities that we're looking for. And not in a narcissistic way, although some of them are there, of course, but more on a way of why not? Like, why not? The universe is so vast and so abundant that we can all attain a beautiful life. Yeah. It was nice to, it, it was nice to witness that. I love that. I love that you say mindset magic so good and that those people were doing the constant visualization and the constant meditations it's it's so important so important it just you can't just do it every other i don't know tuesday if you think about it it's, right. it's a lifestyle really <laughs> right. and I, think, uh, I don't know like i we believe all these things 
right? We believe that we're not not worth the energy, the money, the magic, the this, the that, the other, all these lies, because yeah. collectively we believe it, and then individually we believe it, and then it's really hard to get out of that box. That it's an imaginary box. It's an energetic box, but we can break it. And it it was nice to get to witness and experience people that were not in that box. I love it. They they threw away the tapes, all those right, negative right. tapes that are played, right? right. They, yeah, I think uh, one of the things that is important to mention, I think it's that there was a big difference between certain cultures when it came to self-care. Some mm -hmm. of the, com the, some countries really value self-care magic and some others value the hustle. And that was very prominent, especially in North America how people is literally working themselves to death <laughs> and how in other countries you can see that balance it's prioritized for example i moved from mexico to finland i moved to finland in my 20s i was working for nokia and i was working for the design center of nokia in uh in a town called salo in finland and i remember that my first shock was that people had this rule of working eight hours, playing eight hours, sleeping eight hours. And there was also a system which people may say, oh, it's socialistic, whatever. People was happy. Uh, they also had this system where they only work certain amount of hours a, a week or a month and they gave themselves permission to go to nature. They gave themselves permission to go to the lakes, like the lakes in Finland are stunning. They gave themselves permission to connect into that energy that replenished them. So they weren't working from a place of depletion. They were working from a place of power in right. a way. And there's so much for us to learn about that in North America. We, I like how you put it, they give themselves permission because we lack that. We are lacking in permission of get off the rat race and self-care is important. Find the balance. It's a whole restructuring of how we work here it's i don't we've seen a bit of a shift since covid i think but we definitely need to do a whole lot more work in the giving permission to right. not work all the time it's kind of sad that millions of people had to die in order for us to give ourselves permission to live a happy life <laughs> right it really but is respect to all the ones that die but it's kind of sad that that's one of like that's what it took to humanity to learn yeah. that lesson absolutely well and then people started working at home and everybody realized wow i can actually work and live a balanced life and spend time with my family and i can get out into nature and do the things and you could literally watch people's self-limiting beliefs completely change that completely left everybody was starting to do like you said they were starting to visualize this better more beautiful life for themselves you know and those are kind of two of the biggest things for really projecting yourself forward like when i do money magic with clients often the number one thing that we have to work on is remove self-limiting beliefs believing that you are good enough you know bringing in the attitude of gratitude and being grateful for everything you have because that brings in so much more abundance and you know all of these things like you say mindset magic that we don't even think about and you know like there's new studies coming out where i just read one the other day they had some pianists all were practicing for a concerto and they had two of them actually practice on a piano and they had i think it was five of them just did it in their minds and when they hooked them up to the brain scan machines all of the same parts of the brain lined up as if they were actually playing the instrument your brain cannot tell the difference between your thoughts and reality and so it's really cool that now modern science is also showing what we've believed in what we do for so long there's this very book called uh, The Brain That Changes Itself. Uh, Brian something, the author, I don't remember. But uh, The Brain That Changes Itself talks about the power of neuroplasticity and about the connections that we create in our brain when we are doing the visualization and the gratitude work. And it has a lot of documented cases. This is made by a neurologist. And it has a lot of documented cases, how people healed their body, started walking again. There's a person that even started seeing again. They were blind and they like changed the chemistry of the brain. And I'm not trying to uh, minimize the power of science. Of course, medicine matters. I'm not saying that 
you know, we don't have to go to the doctor and all that. But what I'm saying is that we also have the ability to heal ourselves and we have the ability to change our system and our connections and with our visualizations. So uh, for the ones that are listening to this, if you're more curious about neuroplasticity and about the power of the mind, look, uh, check that book. There is also the book, uh, The Power of Habit. That book also talks about uh, all these uh, champions and leaders and uh, all sorts of professions that they use the power of visualization to uh, create a change. There is a story there on Michael Pelps, who won multiple medals in the Olympics, and how he did these exercises of swimming in his head. And he was basically putting the same work in his body, in his mind, in his respiratory system, but he was just visualizing it. And right before bed, he was imagining that he was uh, being the first that was touching, you know, the the pool uh, and being the first one winning the race. Yes, so powerful. And the stories when you get reading about them, it's just you want to read more because it's so uplifting and changing, really, when you think when you get into thinking about the visualization, it's it just gets exciting. It's also kind of like a confirmation that we're not making this show up, right? <laughs> like this yeah, is that's better. That's exactly. <laughs> so now we've kind of touched a little bit on, you know, a little bit of science, a little bit of, you know, the things that, you know, these other cultures are doing. What are some things that you have found are effective um, from your lineages or any of your practices that are able to help people to perhaps combat these limiting beliefs or to be able to propel themselves into this attitude of gratitude or attitude of abundance, whether it's, you know, working with spirits, lighting candles, meditation, what have you? Oh, that's a great question. Um, let's, let's have some fun with that. Cause I think that that's <laughs> There's limited possibilities, right? <laughs> uh, I think one of the one of the factors that we forget to explore sometimes as witches, healers, shamans, even if you don't have a label of a magical individual, right? Although it may not be the case because this is obviously a, a podcast for people like us. <laughs> but I think one of the one of the factors that we forget is the access to the possibilities in the liminal space creating worlds with energy that then we can ensure to bring back to this reality and upgrade our system, up-level our system, up-level our chakras or auric field or sensations or connections and our reality. We, all of us, and this is not just me that I have shamanic training, all of us have the ability to access those spaces that we create with our consciousness and then bring down energy from those spaces for us to up-level. And there are simpler, simple, simple ways. Like one of them may be that you imagine that you walk into a building and each floor of the building represents a different energy. Maybe the first building is the version of you that is very abundant. I mean, the, the first floor. Maybe the second ver uh, floor is the version of you that is very um, loving or loved. Maybe the third floor is the version of you that is very joyful. Maybe the fourth floor is whatever, right? And the way that it works is that you give yourself permission to take the elevator and then walk every single one of the floors. You get in the elevator, you get into the first floor, which we were saying was abundance, and you start walking around it and you start asking the walls, hey, give me the vibration, the energy, the frequency that I need to up level to that version of myself that is abundant. Then you can go to the next floor and... What did we say for the next floor? Whatever, joy. And then you go into that floor and then you start attracting that frequency and that vibration and you start incorporating that vibration from your liminal space to your physical space. And we were talking about neuroplasticity and about how the brain doesn't distinguish between reality and not real. And the reality is kind of subjective, right? It's a joke. <laughs> but, uh, but when you're doing these exercises and when you're incorporating those energies from liminal spaces, your life changes. And it is a holy shit. It changed so quickly that I was blinking my eyes and I didn't even realize that I could upgrade myself so quickly. That is one thing. Uh, the other thing is what I call energy weaving, uh, which is basically connecting to specific frequencies that you're lacking. Sometimes we, we talk about abundance, right? Sometimes we're lacking abundance, not because we cannot generate it, but because we don't feel that we're worthy of it. 
or because we don't have the mindsets to believe that we're going to keep the abundance. Maybe we're creating the abundance and then we're spending it all and we're not having the overflow that we need in order to continue to be abundant. You can connect into the source, whatever you call it, God, Goddess, Buddha, Allah, universe, whatever it is for you. And you can imagine that you are accessing that consciousness and you're asking that consciousness to give you the codes that you need. If you don't have abundance because you don't believe you're worthy, then you go there and you ask, can you please gift me the frequency where I feel like I'm worth it of the abundance? And then you kind of imagine that you grab that frequency and then you bring that frequency down and insert that frequency, your crown chakra, your third eye, your uh, throat chakra, and all the other spaces of energy. And then you imagine that you activate those energies within your auric field. And what it does is that it's basically, again, it's, it's don't, the, um, uploading codes of information into you, into your body. Uh, it's entering that energy and it's weaving that energy. And then the more you do it, you can play with different energies. Let's say, um, I don't know, I want to write a book and I want to be a bestseller. This is an example. Maybe you go on graph creativity and then you graph uh, ability to vocalize words and maybe you go grab ability to be public whatever right and then you imagine that you're you're connecting those energies and you're you are intertwining those energies and then you're bringing them to your system uh, that is also another tool and I think a third is that I, I've talked about before in in other uh, media is we also have abilities to create vortexes of energy in the physical space but also the liminal space and we can create those vortexes of energy that maybe are sustained by energy directly from the source, or they are sustained by deities, if you were with deities, or they are sustained by different timelines. Maybe there is somebody, another version of you that already accomplished what you want to accomplish, and you're asking them to create this vortex for you. Or maybe there is a, I don't know, a star seed, whatever you want to work with, right? And you go and access those vortexes. Or you go to those vortexes in the liminal space just to recharge. Maybe you're depleted and you got to go there and, you know, it's kind of like your battery and you go and access that energy and then just bring back that energy and then you replenish and then you grow. That was, that was a lot. But... It was a lot. <laughs> I have so many notes. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I don't always take notes on podcasts, but wow. <laughs> you tell you're an incredible teacher. Like. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> I'm totally wowed. I'm like, okay, I got to hang out with Wendy. She's got some. And got some going on. Like we say in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I love that because a lot of people, you know, they feel that they, have, they need to be initiated by somebody. They need to be given an attunement by a master. They need to be, you know, shown the way by a shaman. They need to be taken on the journey. But I love that you just simplify that to, no, go out. Find what it is you want to find, project your consciousness there and interact with it. You will get the attunement directly from that spirit, from that archetype, from whatever that is that you're wanting to work with. And, you know, that's that's such an empowering thing for new people getting into this to hear, because so many people I, I get messages every week. You know, I really, really want to talk to such and such a spirit, you know, but I'm not initiated with them. How can I do this? Call them, visualize them, speak to them. Go to wherever you think they are. Call them to you. You know, get out there and actually do the work. And that's, you know, the thing that a lot of people get caught up on is they read all of this theory and everything, but they don't just take that next step. So I love that you're just telling everybody, get out there, do it. Exactly. <laughs> action, 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 action. And it doesn't have to be perfect. It can be shitty. It's okay. It's going to work still. <laughs> and then if you can do it messy. the way that you want it, then just do it again. Nothing's stopping you. Nothing's yeah. stopping you. If you have those voices inside telling you, I can't do it. I'm not good enough. That's just because you were conditioned to think like that. But it is a time in the world, in reality, in this timeline to break those conditions. How are you going to be helping the world to be better? How are you going to help yourself and your family and your culture if you don't break those conditionings? You can't. You can't. Exactly. <laughs> I just love how you broke that into layers and you made that so simple, really. It's like, that was like huge aha moments. Stop complicating it. Just do it. Just do it. 
Just fucking do it. That's indeed. <laughs> the other thing too, um, and I think we didn't mention this, but I'm going to also tap into it a little bit if it's okay with you guys. The dream world is another place that we don't have to be experts in any kind of methodology to enter. We all go to bed. If you are a soul living a human experience, you got to sleep. Even if you have shitty sleep and you only sleep five minutes, that's still sleep, right? And what happens when we are sleeping is that we are also interacting with other worlds. Our dreams are vortexes of spaces. It's not just a vortex to our consciousness. It's also a vortex to other places. And we can't state what energies, wisdom, vibration we want to attain from our dreams. We can program ourselves to go to the places that we need to go to, to heal, to grow, and state that right before our dreams and then go to sleep and trust that in our dreams, we're going to be gifted that information that we're seeking. Because if you're seeking for something that is seeking you too, it's not just us trying to pull stuff. It's also the other way around. And right. you will be surprised, right? To recognize there's so many spirits and beings and frequencies and timelines that are wanting to help us because they want to see us raise our consciousness because that's the way that we all grow, not just the planet Earth, but everything else in the galaxies. So uh, the, the world of dreams, that is a great space to work with. And, you know, astral traveling, of course, and things like that. Uh, in Brujeria, we believe on the principle of protection. It is important to protect your energy, to protect not leaking if you're going between worlds, if you're going to the Andra world specifically. But it doesn't have to be too complicated. You simply can call upon a spirit guide to come and join a journey with you. Or you can call an ancestor to also be there for you to protect you. Or if you practice shamanism or you are curious about shamanism, you can also call upon spirit animals to be with you and walk the journey with you. Or if you want to go even deeper, you tap into Mayan astrology. And in Mayan astrology, based on our um, on our uh, uh, cosmic waves, we have an animal that was assigned to us at the moment of birth. So you can also establish that connection and relationship with that animal. Or depending on your culture, right? Depending on where you are in the world. Maybe you believe dra in dragons or unicorns or, <laughs> I don't know, fishes with seven heads. But call those allies to help you navigate those spaces. Absolutely. And that that is kind of an important one. It's a very simple one. But it's, you know, it's one that I do see people don't think about often. And so it's a great reminder to, you know, take that guide with you. Even those of us that are, you know, advanced practitioners, every now and then we go down the rabbit hole and we're like, oh, shit, I didn't take anyone with me. <laughs> <laughs> Why I can't move and get out of bed for days? Ah, oh, because you blew your channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So now, what are some practices for, you know, perhaps generating an actual, you know, monetary thing to come to you? You know, this is something that is getting bigger and bigger. I'm seeing it in all of the online communities. Everybody's like, you know, we're in a time now where abundance is growing, but let's turn that into physical cash. Let's turn that into growing our business. Let's turn that into, you know, we want to be, you know, making six figures every year and we want to be able to travel two months of the year. And, you know, everybody's starting to realize after these last two years that, you know, you can have these goals and they are achievable. So what are some tips or tricks that you like to employ to, you know, level that up for people's lives? Uh, one of the first things that I will say is that you have to believe it. Because if you don't believe that it's possible, then you're not going to, uh, going to accomplish it. Like you have to believe it. You have to believe that it's possible. And by believing, it's not just a mental belief, but it's a physical, emotional, spiritual level. You have to believe it in your core. You have to make it part of your core. And one of the tools that works for this is, I was talking about weaving energy, right? Go and connect to the version of yourself that already did it and ask him, uh, her, them to give you the codes of energy that you need in order to believe it. So you're working with this higher version of yourself to make you create that reality and believe that reality. That is one. The other two is that you have to create standards 
of what you are willing to accept and know. Like my standard is that we make a list, well, we have we have a six figures business, but my standard is that the minimal acceptable rate that I have created for every month. And the interesting thing about my minimal acceptable rate is if I make that money on the first week of the month, I chill for the rest of the month. If I <laughs> if I haven't made it the week number three, I'm like, holy shit, we gotta we gotta crank it. <laughs> and but I create a life that has a minimal standard, and that is because we hit that standard multiple times. So now I know it's a given. Now I know that there is no reason why it will not be a possibility. And what I do when I we haven't get to that standard is that I expand my energy and I say, okay, this is what I have to offer. This is what I have to give. This is how I can support you and help you. I want to vibrate in the frequency and vibration that is going to call the people that needs what I have to offer, the people that needs what I have for them to, you know, to make their life a better thing. And it's almost... I was going to say almost like magic. I mean, shit, it's magic, right? But it's just like immediate. People like, boom, like here's the call. Because our soul has the ability to connect to that level with other people. So they kind of like come back. So if you have something to offer, a product, a service, a skill, a code of information, whatever that is, work on your expansion of that frequency. Surround yourself with that frequency and then magnetize that frequency so that the ones that need what you have to offer come to you. And it's very interesting because sometimes, you know, like I, I, I have the honor and the pleasure to serve thousands of people around the world. And I have no idea where they're coming from. I, I mean, we have a big social media presence and whatever, but I just believe that they are coming into our business, into, into our lives because of that exercise, because of that magnetism that is created on the field. And it's the same, like if we see teachers and 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 wise ones over there that we want to learn from, we are also feeling the frequency, right? We're also being attracted to that. Um, and then I think the third is that you have to have a system of rebooting your energy. So if things are not showing like they like you want them, you have to have a safe space to reboot your energy, to replenish your energy to do certain things. So uh, I have several things. I have a playlist that I play uh, for making money. Uh, it's my Wealthy Witch playlist. And I listen to that playlist when I need to generate the energy of money. And I have programmed my body to react to the music of that playlist. So those songs, they will, you know, hug the system and like make me feel like I deserve that wealth. Or I have a playlist for warrior energy. If I'm doing spells for someone and I'm creating defensive magic, protection magic, I listen to that energy, I mean, to that music so that it activates the warrior energy on me. Or I have a playlist for, uh, like I have a playlist for quick abundance. And then I have like my 2023 abundance, which is kind of like the same than 2022, but I added a few songs and then a few songs and a few songs. So I have these like, spaces that I recharge that are not allowing me to go to the dark space because we can all spiral down right and it's not about not spiraling down we don't want to I mean that's that happens for humans but we have to just bounce back it's not about avoiding the dark spaces it's about bouncing back from them learning from them and growing from them so I think music it seems so simple but also music is such as a big factor into our awakening and into our magic and um, I have synesthesia. I don't know if you guys know what synesthesia is, but for the ones that don't know, basically my 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 wires inside of my brain are cross path. So if I'm eating something, I can also smell it. I can also see it. I can also hear it. So mag uh, music has this magical effect on me that I am listening to the music but I'm also feeling the texture of the music. I'm also tasting the music. I'm also smelling the music. So there is all these uh, NLP and chores that I have created within my playlist that activate certain energies and certain frequencies. So you don't have to be a synesthete for it, of course. Just find something that feels fun. It doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to feel it and sense it and taste it. It doesn't have to be like that. It's cool <laughs> when you can do that. But if you can't, it's okay. You have other skills. Uh, but find the music that activates those portions on you. 
Love it. Love it. Oh, oh. <laughs> We're gonna have a have a cut session here. There we go. We're all good. <laughs> there wasn't even anybody there. <laughs> oh, that, somebody was trying to like come and join us. <laughs> and I think another thing too is like uh, we have to surround with people, surround ourselves with people that are on the same frequency. It is really important that we take care of our energy. It is really important that we are connecting to people that are also working on their awakening, on their magic, on their power, on their ability to change reality. Otherwise, you're going to be brought down a little bit. And obviously, maybe not everybody on your life is going to be like that, but you have to at least find certain uh, people that you can talk to, bounce ideas, uh, regenerate your energy with, with permission, of course, ethically uh so that they bring you into the frequency that you need they say that we are the people that we surround ourselves with right and that is partially true because we vibrate similar to the vibration of the people around us otherwise Absolutely. you have to be working on raising your frequency all the time so you want to be surrounded by people that also have a good frequency whether it's abundance whether it's whatever and so stay in that frequency as much as possible and with consciousness like you have to be very aware of how people make you feel how you make them feel how you collaborate with each other to stay in that um range absolutely and you know that just comes down to learning to put in healthy boundaries to support your goals right and it's you know basic psychology but it applies hugely to any of the magical paradigms that people work in. And a lot of people, you know, think that's a little bit woo-woo, but it's, you can definitely tell the difference when you walk into a room of people and they are not made of your dust. <laughs> yeah, and it makes you feel really uncomfortable. Right? Absolutely. When you're surrounded by, or you make them uncomfortable whether you want or not, right? And sometimes you have to like lower down your frequency a little bit in order to facilitate other spaces, but it's also exhausting because, I don't think that we came to this world to make ourselves small because the more you guys are shining, you listening to this, the more you're going to give the people around you permission to shine Absolutely. because you're being yourself. And a rising tide, you know, it helps all boats, right? So the more that you put out your shine into the world, the more everybody else can shine. And it's absolutely, absolutely fantastic when you embrace that. <laughs> And it just gets to build such a beautiful, amazing, powerful community. So it's it's life-changing, really, when you raise your vibration and you be careful who you allow in and who you hang out with. It's incredible. Well, it's also kind of like, uh, what, like sexy in a way, you know? Like it just like keeps you in this good, shining space, like your skin glows. <laughs> And if you are in the wrong space, then you feel like shit. So you want to be in that. Like, so true. So, so true. <laughs> and I think uh, one last thing to say about that question is that um, I don't say this from a place of, um, what's the word, uh, entitlement, because I don't come from a trust fund. Congratulations to the ones that have it. Good for you. I don't have it. I wish I had one. <laughs> but no, 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 universe. I'm good. I'm good. Because Otherwise, I can feel the universe like making things. But I don't say it from a place of entitlement. I say it from a place of motivation, what I'm about to say. But six figures is really not that much. Especially where, you know, the, like when you start believing that is really not that much, when you start believing that it has the exact same energy than $20 or 20 gens, when you start believing that a million energy and a $100,000 energy and a $5 energy are exactly the same thing, then you start breaking the barriers of the possibilities. Because money is energy. The limitations are what we are imposing, but not what others, you know, like not, not the money energy, but the money is not the imposition, it's us. We are the ones that are stopping it. And then if you want to go fun and a little more advanced, but also delicious, find energies that have that energy that you want to bring into your life and ask for permission to ask, access that energy and then bring it to you. For example, I am a, 
I am hosting a class uh, next month that is called the Society of Wealthy Witches. And the class is just all about weaving energy for abundance. And one of the things that I'm doing for that class is that I'm traveling to Switzerland to weave wow. the energy of money. Because I was thinking, what is like a wealthy place that I can access ethically to touch that energy and bring that energy to sustain the power that we're going to be pulling in our class? Because it's a class where we're going to be weaving energy, right? So it's going to kick our asses if we don't have a good backup. So everything aligned for us to take that trip, my husband and I, and we're heading over there. And I'm going to be doing some spells with that energy of affluence and, and abundance. Like that's like big abundance, right? And touching some of that to bring that into materialization so that I can support the attendees of that class. Because in order to change our perspectives, we have to have a good backup of energy. Like we got to build up the energy, right? It's like you layer it. And what better place to layer that energy than there? Absolutely. That's awesome. That's exciting. Oh, I, I, I love yeah, that right. too, because that's, that's almost like touching on a little bit of chaos magic, you know, having the battery for your magic. And a lot of people don't even think about that aspect of it. So I love that you went there with it. <laughs> well, yeah. Plus chaos energy, uh, people is, is, is scared of it. I love it. I love it because it's so effective and so quick. The issue is if you're not doing your shadow work and you're spiritually bypassing your trauma, then it's going to kick your ass. But if you're showing up to your work, if you're doing your shadow work, if you're showing up to the work that needs to be done to grow, then chaos magic is like, whoop. It's like, there's like big vortex of energy that comes and helps you. Absolutely. So now, of course, we're going on this and we're getting into advanced topics. And now my team's talking in my head and I've got all of these questions. So one of the things that I have found hugely in the last couple of years that people have trouble with is, you know, releasing that inner trauma that, you know, that damaged inner child, you know, like if you ask somebody to stand in front of me and just dance a little bit, you know, they're probably going to feel foolish. They're going to feel ashamed. And these create such big blockages for any of this. So what are some secrets that you have discovered for, you know, allowing people to step into that power to, you know, they can step into their perfect self and be, you know, I am the badass. I am the motherfucking witch. I am the person that can do all of this. I am worthy. I am enough. And, you know, allow that, you know, self-limiting belief, that trauma from childhood of, you know, you're not good enough to just step out of the way so that they can dance and shine and, you know, see the beauty in the rain. That's a fantastic question. Uh, can I use a personal example? Absolutely. Okay. okay, so back in 2014, I went through a really horrible divorce. I was married to a narcissist. Long story, doesn't matter anymore. But it did cause a lot of trouble and a lot of issues and a lot of energy that I had to rebuild. And first, the marriage being with a narcissist, it was my own fault. I didn't have good boundaries. Now I have very good boundaries and I have an absolutely amazing marriage. I'm with a wonderful person. But back then, Wendy, 2014 and 2010, she didn't have good boundaries. But one of the, the, the negative effects of that relationship that I had is that it made me feel ugly and it made me not feel beautiful and it, not, it, did, it made me not feel sexy because my ex had like 25 different girlfriends. And when you find that something is doing that, when it's not an agreement, it takes a toll. And I just, honestly, I felt, I felt like a horrible human. I felt so rejected. I felt not sensual. I just shut down on that part of me. And I knew that that was happening. And I knew that I had to do something. So what I did, going back to playlists, I created this playlist of music that was sexy that was sensual that that was beautiful even if I didn't feel it and I committed myself to dance naked in the kitchen for 28 days to that music and I said even if I don't feel it I am gonna do it even if I don't have the energy for it even if I am heartbroken even if I will just rather curl on the couch I'm gonna make it happen so I will wake up in the morning take my clothes off, go to the kitchen, prepare my coffee, 
put my playlist and dance. And I made my body feel the vibration of that music. And I made my body feel the vibration of the sensuality of the music and the beauty of the music and all that it did. After the 28 days, I was really like a freaking goddess. <laughs> like I was just feeling amazing because I was creating that frequency with my body because I went through, it doesn't matter if I don't feel it. Sometimes you got to fake it before you make it. And I did that. So for whoever is going through shadow, whoever is going through trauma, whoever is going to pain, find the opposite to what you're feeling. So I was feeling ugly. I found music that made me feel pretty. If you're feeling scarcity, man, maybe uh, find textures and scents and sensations that make you feel abundant. If you are feeling sad, then maybe watch some comedy. Like find actual activities that you can do to generate the frequencies that you're searching. Have a good therapist. I think that that's something that we should never bypass. A good therapist that is, Prepare to deal with witches because not everybody's good for that. Uh, but find a good team. If you need a lawyer, find a lawyer. If you need a doctor, find a doctor. If you need a witch to support you, find a witch. If you need a, a therapist, there's no shame in asking for help. There's no shame on that. The shame is, I mean, shame is like super subjective and so fucking like useless. But, it, but, but the problem is when you have an issue and you don't do anything about it. Because we all have ups and downs in life. But when you are in the hall, you got to stay there for a little bit just to breathe and build a little bit of energy so that you can come out of the hole and you can create the reality that you deserve. So if you're going to trauma, find the opposite, find what you need. And then even if you don't feel it, make yourself do it for at least 28 days. 28 days, because that's what's supposed to, supposedly that's what it takes to create a cycle. Um, I will say there's kind of reality on it. Not because of the scientific aspect of it, but because of the moon cycles. That's 28 days. So I, I go along with the moon as a witch and as a shaman. So find things that you can do, even if you don't feel them, to do that. The other thing too, uh, it's uh, calling your soul to come back. And this is a this is an aspect of shamanism, right? But we believe that our soul fragments. We believe that our essence leaves our body when it's going through trauma when it's going through pain when it's too much which is like fragment that's my personal belief system and the one of my on my on my ancestors right um what happens when you have a fragmentation is that then you're unable to replenish it doesn't matter what you're doing it may also almost feel like a clinical issue because your soul it's so fragmented that you don't have this ability to compound energy to reset. So, of course, if there is no medical issues here, uh, we don't mind passing that. But, but if you have all your hormone panels checked and you're okay, if you have all your vitamins, if your chemical brain chemicals are working, if everything else is working and you're still not able to replenish, then I will invite you to call the pieces of the soul. I call upon all the pieces of my soul that left to come back in love, in light, in abundance and truth. And just say it over and over and over and over and over and over. And you're going to feel how those little glimpses start coming back. And if we go back to the 28 days, just say it over and over and over and over and over for 28 days. And see what happens. See what happens. And you may be amazed. Of what happened seriously it, amazed yeah, right, 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 right. and then when you call the pieces of your soul to come back in love in light in abundance in truth you're bringing a soul that is even better than when he left because you're passing it through all these filters and then when you're bringing the pieces of the soul if we go back to another uh, concept in shamanism you are also healing your lineage because you are restructuring your emotional and energetical code. And by doing that, you're healing your parents, you're healing your great-grandparents, you're healing your, healing your, your city, your town, you're healing the damage that was made on colonization, you're healing everything else. So by reclaiming those pieces of your, of your soul, you're reawakening your power and then you're going 
just, you know, like you're going to replenish, but in a level that you never felt. Absolutely. And science is even now starting to show that if you do this work, that it'll actually change the genetic expression of your children, which is unreal when you think about it, because that's something that, you know, shamanic cultures have been saying for centuries. And now only in the last couple of years, are they like, you know, if you get over your depression and your anxiety, your kids won't have it. Yes. Imagine that. Work. You do the work, and you know. And if you want to go even deeper in this healing, you can recognize what are your pat your the patterns in your lineage that you don't want yourself and your uh your um younger generations to have, and then you can consciously work on them. One thing is that sometimes we are the black sheep of the family, and just we we go through all the shit all at once in order to heal the lineage. But then also sometimes we can consciously choose. This trauma ends with me. This issue ends with me. That this the other ends with me. And I rewrite the story of our family so that the future generations can have a freaking amazing life. Absolutely. So powerful. Wow. So powerful. Yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. I love it. One other thing that I would love to add on there, just because my people in my head are telling me that I should. <laughs> is you touched on, you know, going and visualizing your perfect self and, you know, going to that self and asking for the changes that you want. I would, I would say, take it even a step further and, you know, take your journal and write out who your perfect person is, write out every trait that you want them to have, work on meeting that person and visualizing them, and then take it one step further since we're talking shamanism and shape shift into that person take the time to sit there and become that person feel the success feel the gratitude feel the million dollars in the bank account feel the lamborghini that you want to drive visualize yourself driving that lamborghini fully become that person in your visualization and do that you know for your minimum of 28 days and just watch how quickly things will start to click thank you can i add one thing to that absolutely it gets even better if you actually stack the timeline and you go into that reality and then ask that person what do they dream so that you go to the next generation or the next life and then you're stacking the timelines and you're bringing those desires not just for your version b but also for your version c and you're bringing version c to version b and then version a and then you're you know does that make sense? Like you have yeah. up level one, up level two, and up level three. So you ask your up level version, what do they dream, desire, and want? And then you bring that too. Absolutely. Because that, that's one of the things that people don't realize is once you become that perfect self, you're going to have goals then too. And you're going to have things that you dream about then. So I love that. That's an absolute beautiful cherry on the top. Love that. Stack the timelines. Love it. Love, love, love it. <laughs> All right. So we always have, we have questions uh, for every podcaster. So you go first, Azariel. So my question for this season, and I, I love that I'm asking you this because you literally came on to talk about what my question is. And that's <laughs> that, you know, we have all of these people in the world that do sorcery, they do magic, they do shamanism, and they're rich and successful and they're, you know, corporate leaders in the world. And, but the average person doesn't realize that that's going on. And so a lot of people think that this is fake, it's hokey, it's whatever. So I'm asking all of the guests this season to either relay one memory that you have of a time where you did something and experienced it and you were like, witchcraft is real. This is absolutely fucking real. Or give us three tips or tricks that they can try that will absolutely, without a doubt, show them that they are magical as fuck. Now, you've already given us lots of tips and tricks. So if you don't want to give any more, I totally understand. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, oh, my God. I could talk about tips and tricks for like 10 hours. <laughs> um, so, by the way, before the podcast, I was connecting to Gemini energy to be able to communicate whatever needed to be communicated to your audience. So <laughs> that that was a little bit of that, uh, you know, um, spiritual hacking that was going behind the scenes. Um, one of the times that I was 
surprise about witchcraft. And my life has always been witchy. I don't know any other way, which is a bless. But we all have our dark nights of the soul when we are doubting. No matter how much you have been practicing, we still sometimes ask ourselves, am I making this shit? Like, is this real? Um, I was working in um, Finland. And I was walking back from my office from Nokia to my apartment. And it was about a 20 minutes walk. I will go through a little bit of the forest and then a bridge that went through the Salo River and then I will get to my apartment. It was not too far away. But that day I had this idea of taking a different path. I don't know why, but I was just like, fuck it, let's do it. And Finland is a super safe country. So I didn't feel like somebody was going to like kill me in the forest. And I was walking back and then suddenly I felt that my body split in five. It was, it was, it was not conscious. It just happened. And I've, I've experienced splits before where you go to different places, you know, and visit different realities and shit, but it was, this just happened. And I knew it was happening because of the codes that that ancient forest had. I know that in another timeline, I was there before and I left some information there for me to grab. But I experienced these five portions of me leaving. And one of them went to see my mom. I felt that that space of me just left Finland and Salo and traveled the oceans and went and saw my mother. And I saw certain things that were happening. And then I call all my pieces back when I realized what was happening. Like I was enjoying it for a little bit. And then I was like, okay, don't expose yourself too much and then come back. And then I got to my apartment and I grabbed the phone and I called my mom. And I say, before you say anything, is X, Y, and C happening in your life right now? And it was something strong. And my mom, yeah, yeah. How, how did you know that? And then of course, it's like, oh, of course you knew. But it was for me a confirmation of many things. Number one, that we leave pieces of ourselves everywhere and in different timelines, in different lifetimes. And then we go to these places and we recharge and you know, rebounds. But also that there is no separation. That our soul can split and go and visit the people that we love, the places that we love, the energies that we love. And it was for me a confirmation. So for me, every time that I doubt, it happens. I remember that time. And I remember when my left, my my soul left my body and saw my mom and I was able to call her and I was able to help her when she needed it. Um, that's, I think, one of the definite like, holy shit. I have a lot of examples, <laughs> but I think that, that one definitely like. That totally gave me the goosebumps on that story. Okay, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, my, my word for 2023 is ripple. So my question for our guests is what type of ripple do you hope to make for 2023? Oh, a great question. I want to be able to share with others the truth of their magic. I want to be able to remind of others their ability to cast power, their ability to handle magic, their ability to change their reality. And and that's a life mission, but now it's more than ever. Um, I, I want to be able to share and say what it needs to be said, not even ask where is this coming from and just being able to like vocalize it so that people really remember that we are one with the universe, we're one with the elemental forces, we're one with humanity, we're one with the cosmos, and we have the ability to be light, to be magic, to be power, and to live a beautiful life. And, and if I get to do it to one person, I already made it. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I love all that. You have so much to share, so much energy, so much light to share with the world. Wow. This has been amazing. Well, thank you for having me. I've had so much oh. fun. <laughs> you bet. This has been a great conversation. So now, Wendy, if our people want to find you, if they want to perhaps take your 
Rich Witches classes or any of the things that you're putting on in the future, where can they find you? Uh, the easiest way is by going to bruja.us. So that's B-R-U-J-A dot U-S. Um, that's my website for the Botanica. Although I have like 25 different websites because I have like so many classes. <laughs> uh, but that is one that will redirect you to everything else. Um, I also, uh, I'm in TikTok as Bruja Bauer or uh, in Instagram. That is also a good way of seeing what's coming. Um, I have a community uh, of witches. We have over 120 witches around the world that are doing the collective work with me. So if, you, if it calls you to have a community, I offer that. Um, I also do a lot of training for abundance because I am ready to see people wealthy and abundant and just thriving. Uh, whatever abundance means, right? It can be a hundred thousand. It can be a million. It can be five dollars. It doesn't matter. It's just a frequency. Um, and I also do a lot of work on helping people heal their soul, so that they can go to the next level. So bruja.us. I'm there. Uh, my email support at bruja.us. That's a good place to find us. Uh, my team helps there, and I also check the email. And honestly, my team is great. Great, but I still read all the emails because it's just. I really <laughs> Because that's how uh, we are. <laughs> right, right. That's from wired. <laughs> Three in the morning. Reading. Uh, so yeah. So I'm just there. If I have anything to show and share, just reach out. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> We're the same. We're both liking this. It's awesome. This has been I can't believe the notes I have, Wendy. Like, wow. Oh, thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> Crazy cool. So cool. Like. Oh, you just got my head spinning. It's. I think we will be in touch again for sure. Oh, I'm happy. Whatever questions you have, I'm happy to come back. If you guys want to have me, please uh, talk about like I was as I was saying before we started, like all the all the deeper stuff. Like it turns me on. Like I really love it <laughs> because we need it. People need to hear about it, and and needs to hear it in a simplified way. Yeah, because we're ready. Humanity is ready. Absolutely. And that's kind of a big thing. You know, the last hundred years of magic has been a lot of very big words used to explain concepts that, you know, it just bounces out of people's minds because they don't understand the words that you're using. They don't understand the vocabulary. They don't understand the concepts. But when you distill it down to the core concept, anybody can do this. So it's nice to see that, you know, being brought forth. So thank you very much for coming on to the show. This has been absolutely a pleasure and we would absolutely love to have you again. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, you too. Bye.